Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Droppe Gaming Podcast. Hey. Welcome back to another isolation episode. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, we don't want none of these infections. Yeah, um, keep your COVIDs. That's right. As I said at work the other day, we don't want no coffin around here because we don't want no coffins around here. Oh, how'd they take that? a bad that? one. Yeah, it was kind of shitty, but, uh, you know, I reckon it worked. Yeah, whatever. You've know, you got to pick your crowd. You know um, what? They'll be laughing when they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just like that's when I'm going to be resting. <laughs> exactly. You're like, see, I fucking told you. I told you, fucking laughing bastards. Exactly. Non-laughing, non-laughing bastards. That's true, yes. Well, anyway, so we, we're we recording a part. Yeah. So, yes, uh, this is episode 161, and as the, uh, the number suggests, one and one are separated by about six kilometers, roughly. Probably a bit oh, more. I'd say a fucking bit more than that. Maybe <laughs> maybe 20. Maybe 20. This is Australia. <laughs> yeah, that bloody, is true. Bloody ages away, mate. <laughs> but yes, we are separated. We're in uh, very, very different areas. And uh, hopefully it doesn't come across as a bucket of shit. <laughs> but, well, it might. It might. And you know what? Um, 161, not a prime number. <laughs> Well, that is very true, yeah. and that's important going forward. Yeah, it's good yeah. to... I mean, it's a semi-prime, so we we tend to sometimes mention semi-primes. Yeah, on occasion. But, they're uh, like the baby brother kind of... Yeah. You know, yeah. They're, they're there, um, but yeah. Yeah, it's 7 times 23, which is, you know... A, Just for anybody who's keeping count. Yeah, if, you, if you're keeping notes on this, there's another one for you. Semi-prime. That's right. Lock mm-hmm. it in. Now, speaking of prime numbers, Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, nice segue. Seven is a prime number, and I've been playing Final Fantasy Seven Remake because, as it turns out, uh, in Australia, we are very lucky. It's a lucky country. Yes, and we've been told that for quite a while, but I could never figure out why. And now, finally, Until we now. know why. So, <laughs> turns out that Square Enix are having some coronavirus problems of their own. And so they decided let's let's avoid too much of a shit show with the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake and let's ship it early to some regions and then maybe not on time to some others. So the, the lucky regions were some areas of Europe and Australia. Yeah, because they, they realised that we're the lucky country too. Yeah, exactly. So they said, look, the game's going to ship early. We can't say when. Uh, this was last Monday or Tuesday, the announcement. So we can't say when, but hey, look, if it happens and it does come out early, don't fucking spoil it. So uh, the next day it broke street date in Australia. <laughs> mm. And we so, spoiled it for everyone else. I think it might have been two days later, basically. But so the game comes out this Friday in four days as we're recording. Mm. And um, yeah, I've already been playing it. I'm 30 hours in. So I've just finished chapter 13, uh, so I'm on chapter 14. It's got 18 chapters. Now, I'm going to review it, but I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to give any spoilers. 
Okay, I mean it's a well, twenty-year-old game. It's a game, game that's been out for twenty years. Yeah, let's yeah. not spoil it for anyone. But like, it, there's ways you can spoil it. Like, for example, we don't know exactly at what point the first game, this remake, because it's not the full game. It's only the first like twenty percent or something like that of yeah. the original game. So we don't know the exact point where the game cuts, where this game ends. So that would be a spoiler, I suppose. Um, and they've added in a lot of stuff as well to expand it so for example the intro scene which you play in the demo uh, the first scene of the game is where you attack a Marco reactor and blow it up and in the original game that's like maybe 5 minutes or something like that and mm-hmm. it's about a 45 like the demo was 45 minutes long wow. so They've really dragged it out, added bits and pieces in, like backstory and stuff like that. Maybe, I don't know, I can't remember the original game very well. (laughs) It was 20 years ago. (laughs) You were a baby. Yeah. Oh, well, I was in high school. I remember playing it. It was four discs on on PS1, so I'm thinking maybe this game's just going to be the first disc. But who knows? Um, But... Like, honestly, I, at first, there's some things that I was like, eh, I'm not too sure about. Um, for example, the animation on some of the mouths when they're talking, their face doesn't really move. And like, we're used to games like Detroit Become Human and God yeah. of War and stuff like that, where there's like distinctive facial animation. And in this... Well, like, it's good that they're keeping part of the original game in there then. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> the the faces stay pretty much straight and then just the mouth and teeth and, and like lips move. And it's <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. But uh, apart from that, like if you look past that, the rest of the game is just incredible to look at. Like, it's beautiful. Um, it's so it's kind of like a... a yeah, badly dubbed um, karate movie. Yeah, sort of. The, yeah, nice. you're watching the, the mouths when they're talking and you're like, really? Okay. <laughs> That's um, not what he said. There's, uh, there's some interest. The voice acting is really, really good. And one of the voice actors who plays the character Wedge, who's one of the um, sort of eco-terrorists, who's a sort of fat guy who loves to eat food, he's voiced by the guy who does Badger in Breaking Bad. Oh, nice. So that was a interesting voice to hear. <laughs> mm. I was like, oh, that guy. I didn't know <laughs> what he was doing lately. But anyway, <clears throat> um, in general, all of the voice acting is just phenomenal. Um, Which you'd expect. Yeah. I mean, they spent a really long time making this. And the Square know that Final Fantasy VII is like, it's the most beloved Final Fantasy game that they've ever made. Yeah. And... So, um, at first I was a bit skeptical because I was thinking, well, why the fuck didn't they just remake the game in one go, right? If it was good enough to be one game originally, why couldn't they just make it into one game now? Hmm. And, um, as I was playing it and that intro bit took 45 minutes instead of five or 10, um, I was like, oh, I can see they've sort of dragged this out, but they've added in a lot of like side quests and ex- exploration and stuff like that, that wasn't in the original game. Nice. Which really flesh out the world. And um, and the thing about it being the most beloved fa- Final Fantasy game is because it has a really good story and compelling characters and a great world that they've constructed. Yeah. And 
as I've played more of it, like I don't remember Final Fantasy VII, the original one, very well, and I never, I haven't replayed it since I was, you know, twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is making me wanna really badly jump back into it, even though I know the original game is going to be completely different to this remake. But um, just getting to spend time with the characters and seeing their interactions and and following the story and all that is just so well done um, that I kind of am now, instead of thinking, oh, it's just money grubbing, which I'm sure it is. They they know this one will make them, like Final Fantasy VII is the money maker. Yeah. Every time they've re-released the PS1 version on a new platform, it's been like a super high-selling piece of software for them. Of course, yeah. So they know that the remake is going to make them a shitload of money. So it's obvious that they're trying to make money out of it by splitting it up and all that, because why wouldn't you? They're a business. Um, but I get the feeling that they, it at least the developers, feel like it feels like they're as passionate about it as the big super fans are, because it just, like, it feels like a really lovingly made reimagining of the original story. Yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah, and that's really what we wanted to see from it, I think. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, the more I play it, the more I want to play it, and I'm sort of closing in on the end already because I've been playing through it really quickly so that I could talk about it on here. But um, there is apparently a bit of endgame stuff to do in it. So, I mean, in the original one... There was heaps, but obviously this is only the beginning of the original one, so I'm not sure how deep it will go that way. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's definitely worth picking up if you're a fan of RPGs. Now, one of the big differences to the original game is the combat. So the original was a you know turn-based RPG, right? Mm-hmm. So this one they've sort of done away with that. They've made it a bit like a hack and slash, press square to hit type game, hmm. um, but also it's sort of tied in with that turn-based thing as well. Yep. Um, so as you're playing, you have an ATB bar that fills up with two segments and each segment can be used. Once it's full, you can use an item, cast a spell, do a special ability, and you build up that ATB by hitting the enemies. So it works reasonably well. The AI of your teammates kind of leaves a bit to be desired. I've got one of them set to auto-heal, and that one works well, but you can interchange between all of the characters in your party as much as you want, but it feels like they're not really working very efficiently to build up their own ATB bars, because ideally what you would want is you're playing as Cloud, the main character, you build up ATB, do special hits, then quickly switch to another character, and they've filled up their ATB already, Yeah, and they're ready to go. Like you say, in an ideal world, that would be perfect. I'm sure they're using their ATB like with the AI. So mm-hmm. the AI will be like, oh, I've got an ATB bar. I'll do a special ability or something. But the programming of like how you can set your characters, your teammates to behave leaves a bit to be desired. But mm. um, I mean, I haven't had too much difficulty with that. The main thing that I find frustrating is when you have no ATB left because you mis- you've mismanaged it. Yeah, like you'll cast a spell and then realize that you, one of your teammates is dead, but or you need to heal yourself, but you don't have enough ATV to be able to use a, a phoenix down or use a, a potion on yourself to heal. Mm-hmm. So those can be some pretty sketchy situations, but in general, it feels good to play. And like I said, it looks incredible, and I'm just really enjoying 
reliving the story. So, yeah, it's good. Well, that that really helps seeing it. As you say, it's been kind of expanded a bit. Mm. So, you know, if they missed the mark, would have sucked. Yeah, and it doesn't sort of feel like filler for the most part. There's a bit of there's a bit of that feeling with some of the side quests and running around. Um, but if you're just playing it to enjoy it, it's less noticeable. It's more noticeable if you're trying to play through the game as quickly as you fucking can. Because mm. <laughs> you're yeah. like, oh, when will this end? Yeah. But you wouldn't pick a Final Fantasy game to try and play through it as quickly as you could. Yeah, exactly. So that yeah. would be a stupid idiot thing to do, like what I'm doing. But <laughs> um, even with that, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm kind of not just playing through it quickly because I want to get through it. I'm also playing through it quickly because... I just want to be playing that game. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely working well in that way. Um, I didn't go into any spoilers in that, so that's good. But uh, yeah, in general, like I said, there's 18 chapters. I'm into chapter 14 now, which is closing in on the end. And yeah, I would recommend it to anyone who's a fan of Final Fantasy, especially if you're a fan of Final Fantasy VII. And if even if you haven't played any Final Fantasy games, it's a great game to get into RPGs. And it also, even though it's the beginning, it's only the beginning of the Final Fantasy VII Remake, it feels like it is a standalone game. I obviously can't comment on that until I've completed the game. Yeah, of course. But it feels like it's got the beats of where a game should take you in a, sort of the 30 hours that I've played so far. Oh, that's good. So it feels like a full story so mm-hmm. far. So I can comment more on that on our next episode. But for now, uh, I would give this game definitely a four out of five. Yep. Um, the only reason I don't give it a five out of five is like the animation's a bit weird. Um, I've noticed a couple of times where I'll go up to a character. And so I'm playing on only on a normal PS4, not a PS4 Pro. And I've noticed sometimes that I'll walk up to a character and press the interact button and it'll just have me just stand there for like five seconds before anything happens. Wow. Where I assume it's trying to load up the close-ups for the conversation or something like that, Hmm. which is really weird and it's annoying because it's a time waste. But Yeah. yeah, in general, like... It's a seriously good game, and I'm looking forward to playing more of it and finishing it nice. and seeing how long I have to wait for the next part. Yeah, well, I'm kind of interested to see if your thoughts change as they release other parts, and you know, mm. let's see what happens when you get to the end of you know chapter 18. Yeah, and then you're just sitting there going, "Well, was that a?" You know, it's kind of like when you know that there's another Star Wars movie coming. Yeah, and it's that's like, what I feel. Why like did you finish there? Be. Yeah, so well, we'll see like, what happens. If you think about Star Wars, Star Wars is a good example because um, if you look at A New Hope to Empire Strikes Back, they're two standalone movies that work yeah. well just on their own. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm hoping they manage to do with this. But I remember the last like majority of my time spent with Final Fantasy VII was just roaming the world doing all the extra endgame shit. Yeah, and I don't see that they're going to make that into just a game. No, <laughs> you know? exactly. That'll be the so, final nine chapters. Just wander around, have fun. Yeah, so it's like they're um, splitting the game up into sort of the acts of the first game. I think. Yeah, but it works well enough because, like I said, this game, this segment that it talks about, 
in the original game, it, it only goes for five to eight hours. And mm. like I said, I'm already up to 30. And at the pace that I'm going, it should take about 40 hours to complete the story. Wow. That's a huge, you know, five five times the original of yeah. that amount. So that's that's good. Yeah, exactly. But um, they've obviously taken some sort of creative liberties in how they turn that into an Act 1, Act 2, Act 3 sort of full movie game sort of situation. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think the pacing and everything seems good to me though there's a bit of it being dragged out like certain things go for a while but it feels like a modern game so that's what you want i guess yeah and but i guess the main thing that i'm hoping now is that they've got this engine finished i hope they don't take four or five years for the next part to come out yeah because that'd be just stupid really I mean, they did with Final Fantasy Thirteen. They brought out two sequels to that, but I think they each took two years afterwards to do so. Even that, I think, is too long. Yeah. I think two years is just the limit in this situation because I can understand that it would take a while, but you'd hope that while making this first part, they were working on the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me just based on on my history of playing games games that i really fucking enjoyed playing even when it was a standalone game and then they released some crucial dlc you know that was like backstory and you know really made to to push your love of that game i didn't even bother because it takes me fucking you know three or four hours to get the controls back again and the feeling of where i was last time and you know you play so many games in between that now it's kind of like well why would i bother yeah and if they're going to ask me to do another 40 hours of another game and then wait another fucking two years Mm. i'll be just like nah i just wouldn't do it yeah i guess it just comes down to how well this game works as a standalone game and how well the next ones do as well because presumably they're going to do, I would say, three, maybe four games. But I think three is probably, like, make it a trilogy, right? Yeah, that would be a better idea. But I also, the thing that I think is really weird is why the fuck did they... I still don't understand why they called this Final Fantasy VII Remake and not Final Fantasy Remake... Final Fantasy VII Remake Part One. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, whatever. Because what are they going to call the next one? Yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake Two. And that doesn't yeah. even fucking make sense. Exactly. So, <laughs> so it should be fun. So yeah, we'll see yeah. how it plays out. Four out of five. Yeah, nice. Um, definitely recommend. So now, um, one of the things that, uh, well, a couple of games have actually come out recently, and we've talked about Doom. Yes. We didn't. We said we weren't going to play Animal Crossing. And no. And. Uh, and I said, I'm kind of interested in Animal Crossing, but I'm also kind of interested in Persona 5. Sure. There's a new Persona 5, which is basically the original Persona 5 with a bunch of DLC and extra stuff added in to flesh it out more. Yep. Not that that fucking game required any fleshing out whatsoever. True. And um, I was really keen for it, but I was like, oh, I don't want to jump in because I played Persona 4 Golden on Vita. And that game is like, you can play that for like 100 to 200 hours and i just do not want to jump into a 200 hour game right now (laughs) exactly because i was like well we've got you know coming up this year we've got cyberpunk 2077 hopefully 
yeah. Ghost of Tsushima is supposed to be in in June, and then The Last of Us Part Two is, was next month, May. Yeah, so exactly. I was like, I don't want to jump into anything because I've got these amazing games coming. Neck minute. Uh, Naughty Dog came out and said that they're having basically the same issues that Square are having with Final Fantasy VII with shipping and logistics. Mm, potentially delays. Yeah. yeah. So rather than shipping the game to some regions... Rather than then giving it to Australia early, they decided to pull the whole fucking plug. Yeah, basically. So it's not going to be out anywhere on launch day. Yeah. So... It seems like because a lot of America's shut down at the moment, I think maybe they're like the biggest market is America. And if we can't release it there physically, then let's just hold off. Mm. But um, I also don't understand what, well, I said my idea is release it digitally, send out a digital download code to everyone who's pre-ordered a physical copy so they can play it at launch. And then when the physical game is released, they get that as well. So they get a free digital copy, basically, on the proviso that they have to have their pre-order fully paid off at launch day and they can't get a fucking refund on it once they've received the digital code. So maybe there's some consumer rights issues Well, I actually think it, um, you know, it was a Naughty Dog, you know, obviously standard kind of thing. They made the decision, but I think it came down to uh, Donald Trump because he came out and said... um, if we can't have The Last of Us 2, then no one can. And then that was the end of it. It's a fucking it. great slash terrible <laughs> Trump impersonation. Thanks, bro. He's like, Naughty Dog, we make the best video games, the best. The bi- yeah. we're the, We make the biggest. You are the, the naughtiest best. dogs. Yeah, find a naughtier dog. You can't. It's impossible. So, <laughs> The Last of Us Part 2 delayed indefinitely. Which is shitty. Which sucks. And I'm super disappointed. Like, honestly, if there's a game about surviving in a fucking end of times, now is yeah. the time to well, put that it, shit Well, it's kind of interesting that you bring that up and tying it back to what you mentioned before about uh, 7 being a prime number. There was another game that came out that is another prime number and, amazingly, another remake, um, Resident Evil 3. So, surviving in a pretty shitty place so yeah you know being in a post-apocalyptic kind of place and being a survival kind of game resident evil 3 is kind of it kind of works yeah Um, we'll take it i mean fuck people need something to play yeah yeah and and i like playing games so i'll take anything at the moment (laughs) seriously like there's (laughs) fucking nothing else um you can only rewatch like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison so many times. So many times, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I already know all of the words of the Water Boys, so exactly. Uh, yeah, the kids get pissed off when I watch that now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I remember a bit over twenty years ago, um, the original Resident Evil Three came out. Yep, and I I do remember back then playing the game, but kind of thinking that it was definitely not the best Resident Evil game out of the the three that had been out. Um, It was where they actually added um, the Nemesis. So the the big tank, basically, that was almost indestructible that uh, would just follow you all the way through. Um, 
so they've they've remade Resident Evil three. Basically, you know, they remade Resident Evil two last year, um, which I fucking really enjoyed. Um, but Resident Evil three, not so much. They mm. seem to really change a fair bit in this game, which was a, a bit of a shame. Um, like, I guess the you know, for anybody who hasn't played Resident Evil, obviously you're or you know a survivor in a town where this corporation has released a virus and everyone turns into fucking flesh-eating zombies. Right, that's out of the way. Wuhan. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, so basically Resident Evil 3 um, yeah, it, it was your, your classic survival horror game um, but they've tried to change it to be more of a, a modern take on it um, the way I think that they've done that is to make it faster it's a much faster paced game um, and that kind of takes away from the survival horror kind of side of things. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember when I played the first one, it seemed a little bit more rushed, obviously, because you've got the nemesis chasing you constantly, but there was large parts of the game where you could actually spend more time just moving around the environments, getting to understand the locations and all those types of things. Um, but in this, they really kind of sped that up for some reason, and it becomes more of a, I don't want to say run and gun kind of game, but it just seems like there's, it is more fast paced constantly. Yeah. So, you know, they, they've redesigned some of the locations so that they don't seem as interesting and there's not as much to find in all those places as well. And some of the, the key events that happen in the game as well um, have been rewritten and they just seem to be a bit shorter. So... Mm. That's weird. It, it's it is strange. Yeah, it's you know some of the things that really make a Resident Evil game, and they seem to have kind of tweaked them, and I don't know why. Um, but anyway, um, I, just trying I think, to modernize it, I guess. Yeah, and I kind of get that. Like the game is fucking gorgeous. It really is. You know, the well. The, the Resident Evil games to me have always been like the pinnacle of when it, you get to the, the the zombies and how they react and how they come after you and yeah, how they like attack you and all that kind of shit. AI yeah, like, and stuff like that. They are fucking gorgeous. And in this, you shoot a zombie in the head and a part of their face will fall off kind of thing. Like the, yeah. it, It's really well done instead of where it just kind of gets a bit red kind of thing. Like you can actually see that there's a difference <laughs> on them now. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Um, so that's a step in the right direction, but at the same time, I don't know. They, the other thing that a lot of people complain about Resident Evil games is they say that the zombies are stupid mm. and they just kind of meander after you and you can kind of get around them and stuff like that. As long as you're not within, I guess that, um, you know, that, that kind of grab radius, then you can just get around them and then they kind of just go, Oh, where'd you go? And that's the end of it. Where's the brains? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, I don't know. They, they seem to be just perfectly designed in this game, which is to me fantastic. And I, I hope that they never go away from that. Um, but anyway, um, some of the other things in this as well that, you know, the, the puzzles have always been a huge part of resident evil. Um, in this, they just seem really infrequent. 
like in Resident Evil 2, puzzling was a huge thing. You know, you'd get given a puzzle, you had to go and find the pieces and get them into the right spots, figure it all out, and then you could get to the next stage. But because the nemesis are chasing you in this and it just doesn't seem as intelligent, I guess, um, I don't know, it, it's just really bizarre. Like, they they really seem to have increased that pace so much that they tried to dumb down the entire mechanics of the game. So to me, it's a little bit uh, of a kick in the teeth for a, a Resident Evil fan. So I'm a bit pissed off about that. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, it's pretty weak to be doing that. Yeah, it is. You know, and, and as you were just talking about with Final Fantasy VII, you wanted a bit of fan service. You know, and it's not all fan service, but in this, they seem to have taken that away to try and get a new generation of fans on board. Yeah, and that kind of yeah, that's pretty weak. It takes the heart and soul out of the game. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you know, we're Resident Evil, but now we're competing against Call of Duty. Um, you know, we have to give kids the opportunity to just run in and shoot everything and then, you know, move on to the next section. Yeah. Um, and it's not what Resident Evil is about. So I find that a bit weak. Um, mm. One of the other things that I was, uh, you know, I was really delighted actually to, to go into the game and find places like, um, you know, downtown was was still a, an area that you can actually go to um which is fantastic um the hospital is still there which is awesome um but they took out other interesting areas as well they've just completely removed them from the game like the clock tower and the park which i do remember as being really fucking interesting just yeah. being in those positions but you know it was part of the story that i guess was deemed to be defunct so they just got rid that, of it that is just ridiculous yeah i agree so i was a bit pissed off about that but you know it's for people that can remember playing the old game so yeah yeah i guess and, um i mean the resident evil franchise as a whole is pretty well loved but yeah. um i guess maybe not so much as a game like final fantasy 7 like there's not very many games at all really that compare with the sort of fan love of final fantasy 7 oh, yeah. totally agree. so and resident evil 3 is far from one that people talk about yeah yeah like resident evil 2 4 yeah. i feel like mm-hmm. um but 3 is definitely not on the radar when it comes to you know the, yeah. the key moments of your gaming memories yeah oh well but it's a shame that they've done these things and you know i find that if you're a young gamer and you like a survival horror game, then it, it could be a good thing. You know, it could be a good game for people to go, oh, yeah, this is where I'm going to pick up this. And this is a game where I'm going to, you know, start moving from here and, you know, get into the survival horror kind of thing. Then it's a good one to continue, you know, to start kind of cut your teeth on. Yeah. Um, but not great for anybody who remembers the old stories and, and wants to relive them, I guess. You know, so... Bit of a pain in the ass. Bugger. Um, That's disappointing. Yeah, it really is. And it's only short too. It's like five to six hours for the oh. for the main story. Yeah, and, no thanks. No, exactly. And, you know, the Resident Evil 2 was about 12 to 14 hours from memory. So um, it's a big drop. Yeah, it's a huge drop. And one of the ways that they've kind of, I guess tried to you know create a little bit of uh you know replayability i guess is when you finish the game 
it actually opens up a shop. So once you've finished the original, like the first campaign, if you play it on easy or for instance, you know, then it opens up a shop in the game menu, in the main menu at the start where you can purchase extra things. So when you go back into the game, you can start with better guns or, you know, a different costume or whatever the case may be yeah, right. um, to give it a bit more replayability, but it's pointless. <laughs> yeah. There's not much in there to make you want to go back in and play anyway, just because you've got another fucking colored jumper on kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is a bit of a shame. So whatever. Um, but they also threw in a new multiplayer experience. Yeah, they did. Which was the other thing that I guess they kind of saw as, well, we're giving you a five or six hour game. Um, you know, Call of Duty's campaigns only fucking five hours or whatever. So, you know, we're we're going to go on the strength of this um, you know, multiplayer online game, which is called Resident Evil Resistance. Yeah. So it reminds me of Evolve. Oh, Evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this actually reminds me a lot of you know they've gone down that path of kind of. Dead by Daylight and Left for Dead, where it's like a, a multiplayer kind of thing. Um, mm, but one person is controlling all the zombies, right? Yeah, so like you say, one person is the mastermind, they're called. Um, yep. And four players get to choose between four different characters that have different skills and abilities. They're all like, you know, average Joes, but they yep. have different kind of abilities within that world. So it's um, basically Left for Dead if another person was the director. Yeah. Which Instead in, a, it in its AI. case, like Zombie U, when that came out on the Wii U originally, that's what Zombie U was. It was mm. originally supposed to be a four-player game where one person was the mastermind or you know set up all the zombies to, to come and get you. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting. Like The way they've done it is you, as the, the mastermind, you get to see the characters through CCTV cameras and all those types of things. So you're, mm. you're literally removed from the game and you have to watch it. That's pretty clever. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. But you have the ability to then um, take over zombies at certain points as well to get into the action. So it's not just literally watching it the whole time. That's pretty good. Yeah. Does it, which... does it translate well into a game though? It does, but it gets kind of boring. Like if you're not, if you're not the mastermind then it's kind of boring because as one of the four players, all you're trying to do is just get from checkpoint to checkpoint. And yeah. they did try and throw in a couple of puzzles along the way. Oh, yeah. But they that were pretty feel, basic. Yeah, that feels yeah. a bit... And it, it was kind of like, you know, get to this area, you've got to unlock the door, and once you're into there, then you, you, you're kind of at your next checkpoint. Mm. Um which is, you know, kind of what Left 4 Dead was as well. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but that was like fucking 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So from the player's point of view, it, it is pretty samesy and, you know, there's not that much to it, which is a real shame because they dumbed down the game and threw this in, but then didn't really give you much more than, you know, it's been out for 10 years anyway. So bit of a yeah. shame. Um Oh, but it, well. yeah, we'll see what happens, you know, like it, it could take off. Um, at this point, there's, you know, there's players online that are playing it so you can jump in and get a game pretty quickly. Um, but I can't see it lasting too long. Everyone's going to want to be the mastermind. And if you're not the mastermind, then it's just going to be pretty repetitive and boring in my mind. 
Yeah. So. Oh, well, that's yeah. disappointing. It is. Um, you know, all in all, it's a real shame, but I actually believe that this remake doesn't do proper justice to the original Resident Evil 3. Um, like I said, Resident Evil 3 was never one of the pinnacles, but this falls way short of that as well. Um, and it kind of doesn't give you what Resident Evil, you know, you expect from a Resident Evil game. So yeah, they you know, yeah, really fucked it up. Um, I'd be you know, hesitant to do two and a half out of five drop bears. Yeah. Um, Fuck you know, hell. Average. Very, very average. Maybe even a two out of five, but I'll stick with two and a half because they threw in a, you know, half-baked uh, multiplayer game multiplayer, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so a bit of a shame but anyway yeah bugger yeah and you know really there's there's not that much else that we can talk about at the moment is there there's yeah not much else pre- happening that's pretty much it um mm. you know we'll just continue on our quarantine and yeah let's see if uh matt's predictions of um major console delays happens well one thing that we could maybe mention is that xbox came out and said uh no matter what happens even if some of their games have to be delayed like we're talking halo infinite here like first party big games if one of their big launch title games is delayed they're still not going to delay the console coming out so they're locked in for it to be thanksgiving sort of holiday 2020 wow so yeah, which means there's even, like, if that happens, there's even one less reason to buy a fucking Xbox Series X. Well, that's right. Like, yeah. seriously, fucking hell. There's, yeah. Because you'll anyway. have nothing to play on the new console anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, the PS4 had Knack, which got everyone through because Knack was amazing, but... <laughs> yeah, well, you thought it was. Apart from that, there was not much on. So Resident Evil 3, uh, 3 Remake dropped on Friday last week and Final Fantasy 7 Remake drops Friday this, this Friday. week. Unless you're in so, Australia and awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, and mm. but the funny thing is they said they're not going to release it digitally early anyway, even if it's already out. It's so weird. people who pre-ordered it digitally are just sitting there like fucking suckers yeah. With no game, while all their mates have got physical copies of it. Mm. So yep. that's shitful. But you can always buy it from EB and take it back for a refund within a go week. Go for it. Yep. So go, go ahead and do it. that. That's what they like doing. Yeah, so hopefully yep. we can find something to talk about for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, without it's... making up too much bullshit in between. Yeah, yeah. hopefully <laughs> um, Sony go, hey, let's do a reveal within the next two weeks of the PS5. Yeah. That'd be that ideal. That'd be awesome. Yeah. If they could actually... PS5 people that are listening, if you could just make that happen, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, just send it to us. We'll break the news. And yeah, then, we'll break yeah. the console. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, you know, for all of our listeners out there, if there's anything else that you want us to talk about, anything that you've come across that we've not seen or not heard of or, you know, potentially act like we don't care about, um, then send us an email, send us a, a tweet, send us a an actual pigeon. Fuck, I don't care. Send us something. Yeah. Tell us what you're playing while you're sitting around waiting for something to happen. That's right. That'd be good. So send us an email at podcast at dropbeargaming.com. Perfect. Or the tweeters or, like I said, the facey books and uh, other stuffs. Instas. Um, yeah, we've got it all. We're, yeah, we're, we're on stacked, it. ready for communications. <laughs> um, all right. 
Thanks very much for listening. It's been a short one, but a sweet one. Hopefully you've enjoyed it, and hopefully you want us to continue doing these. <laughs> We're at 160, so try and stop us. But fuck this is 161. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks again. All right. See ya.